at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Yes, I am alive. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to me, right? I guess that's the one who's really coming back here. You've been here all along. I know. I know how that works. So, episode 173 here. This is uh, Friday, August 7th, 7.12 a.m. Eastern Time here in um, Overcast, Knoxville, Tennessee. First morning um, that I can remember in a while where it's been a little on the coolish side. And by that, I mean, like, not triple digits. Uh, so, like... These days, if it's in the high 80s, that's cool. So, And in the morning, you know, it's always a little cooler than that, of course. But still, when you wake up and you step outside and you aren't immediately sweating, that counts as a cool day. So we'll take that. We'll take that. A um, little bit of a hiatus here. It's been since, what is it? Um, when was episode 172? 172 was back on June 19th. It's now August 7th. I think we would call that a summer hiatus. So, And I think it is largely over at this point. We should be able to resume fairly normal operations, which means, um, I need your help. I, I'm coming at this. I'm unscripted. I got nothing I want to talk about today. Other than the fact that, man, I should probably record something. I should probably get off my lazy ass and do something here. So here we go. This might be a little, uh, a little brief, but it serves as notice. I'm back, baby. I'm back. So, um, call in, please give me something to talk about. Not right now, of course, but sooner rather than later on um, the number is eight, six, five, five, one, eight, Two nine seven four. I will repeat that in ten seconds time, so everybody has you've you've got full warning. You're like, oh crap, hold on, I need to write this down. You can also go to thedropset.com. It's posted right there. You can actually from your phone, you can click on it. It will pull up your phone app with the number already plugged in. You can just say dial and it'll go ring 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 ring, and uh, it'll take you straight to voicemail. Eight six five five one eight two nine seven four. That's the number. Call in. Leave a message. Um, help dictate where this podcast goes. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. What are we going to talk about today? Um, I'm going to talk about myself a whole bunch just because um, I don't have too much else to talk about. First things first, some congratulations are in order. So we have had finally... Um, in this uh, global pandemic world in which we live, we finally had some shows of late with some results to go over. Um, you could talk for a long time about whether or not it is a smart idea to have shows. I will leave that to uh, other people. I, uh, I am indifferent. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want people spreading this stuff unnecessarily, but ultimately I'm not in a policy setting, uh, in <laughs> position here. So what I say doesn't really matter all that much. I want people to be smart and, um, you know, use, uh, take precautions. Of course, uh, if you've got a, uh, a show where you're jamming people together and nobody's taking any precautions, I think it's completely stupid, but whatever. Um, I know there was a show in Texas this last weekend. I had two people competing in it. And, uh, uh, one of the guys said there were 450 competitors at that show, which just goes to show you a lot of these shows have been canceled. People are waiting to compete. They've been working. They want to do this. Um, so what did it look like backstage? I don't know. I wasn't there, so I didn't get a full report on that. Um, I'm hoping people were wearing masks. Otherwise there's going to be a lot of, a lot of cases that come out of that. We just, we, we know that that's what happens. So, um, so going back to June, um, June 27th, um, I had, uh, Mary and Aaron competing on say on the same day. So Mary took uh, first in her class in overall in figure in Oklahoma, and Aaron in Minnesota um, did not fare so well. She took I think third, 
second and third. Um, but really, um, those are just placings. Like looking at her stage photos, it's, it's like we could not be happier with how she looked. Just the judges didn't agree. They were looking for something a little bit softer. That is not what she brought. So, and you know, one thing is when it comes to a bodybuilding show, I'm never going to apologize for bringing conditioning. If anything, I'm going to say, look, it's a bodybuilding show. Y'all don't want this. Just fuck off, please. I mean, come on. Let's get real about it. It's a bodybuilding show. I don't care if it's a bikini. If you can bring some conditioning, I think you should, and I think you should be rewarded for it. Um, now, that is not usually the case. I get that. I totally get that. And some people might say, well, it's, why don't you just uh, go abide by the judging standards? I've seen a lot of situations where the conditioning that Aaron brought would have brought her first place um, over much softer competitors. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I'd be happy to conform to judging standards if they were consistently applied. They aren't. So um, my, my thinking is it's a bodybuilding show. Let's bring a physique that's designed to impress people. I'm not going to hold back on conditioning and say, oh, we don't want to come in quite so hard. Like, yeah, screw that. Whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's got a, a, a physique that kind of just naturally l lends itself towards being on the leaner side anyway. So might as well embrace it. It's a strength. Um, just like you might say, I've got really, really huge legs. Okay, well, great. That's a strength. I don't necessarily think we want to tamp those down. Um, you know, at the, at the high level, at a very high level, you know, if you have an imbalance like that, it'll strike against you. At a smaller show, especially one that's like not attended by quite as many people, if you have a strength like that, something that stands out like a dude, you know, how many guys have you, have you seen who will turn around and hit a back shot and you're like, oh, his back's too big. No, his back is disproportionately large compared to everything else. Score that down. No, that's not how it works. So, um, anyway, so, uh, then, uh, in July, I don't remember what the date was, but Megan down in Florida, um, We've done a few shows together, and this is the time she finally won her master's class. So we're happy about that. And uh, honestly, looking at the photos, I'm like, it wasn't really even that close. She had first, and then there was just a competition for a distant second beyond that. So I was really, really pleased to see that. Um, and again, more than anything else, it's not about the placing because you don't have control over who else shows up. But it's about how do you look on stage and how comfortable are you and how satisfied are you with the level of conditioning that you brought and the changes that you made from show one to show two. And in her case, like show three to show four. So, um, and it just goes to show you, like, she is really, really persistent. She is a really hard worker. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm not, not going to try and tell tales out of school here or anything like that, but everybody, Megan included, has doubts going into a show. And so she was like emailing me, uh, 10 days out being like, I just don't think I'm lean enough. Uh, like everybody thinks that. And it's not just for somebody who hasn't competed before, you know, it's like her third or fourth show. So, um, she's been down the road before she knows, she knows the ropes. Um, but still it's that level of doubt is always going to creep in. So you, you can't really avoid that. There are certain people that are just prone to that. Some people have an irrational level of confidence and, you know, will come in at 16% body fat. If you're a guy and be like, man, I'm shredded. I'm like, dude, what? I've worked with people like that. And those are people, um, that will fail. Um, if you have that level of confidence, because me as a coach, I'd be like, yeah, you're not even close to ready. And they're like, screw you. I'll find another coach. Somebody who says that I am, you know, that that's a, it's a personality type. Um, and you can't change that. You can teach somebody, you can point somebody in the right direction. If, if it's a knowledge deficiency. Yeah. But trying to get somebody to see themselves differently, if they see themselves as being some kind of godlike status and they're not, you, you can't, you, you can't teach somebody out of that. You know, they, they have to see it. And 
then you see some people who look like, okay, they're clearly not ready. They get up on stage and they just get blown away. And uh, it'll be like, ooh. For some people, that'll be a wake-up call. Once they see the pics, they're like, oh, man. Yeah, once I see myself side by side here, that's pretty clear. And then you'll get uh, some people, and this is like the real, real personality disordered type of person, who'll be like, the judges had it all wrong, man. And it, I'm telling you, you think I'm joking. There are people out there like that. There are a lot of them. Um, one thing about bodybuilding is it has a tendency to bring out extreme personality types on all sides. So, um, you'll see a lot of those people. Um, anyway, uh, I won't work with anybody like that. So, and then this last weekend in Texas, um, Cody and Connor took the stage, um, at the, what was it? Southwest fit expo. I think might've been it. Um, Again, for me, it's like, you know, since, since I'm a remote coach, I'm in Tennessee. These shows are in Florida, Oklahoma, Minnesota, and Texas. I'm not going to these shows. You know, it's, just, it's not practical. So for me, it doesn't really matter what the name of the show is or where it is. It matters when it is. The date is the only thing I care about. And where, to some extent, I need to know what time zone you're in. <laughs> so, and that, that I know. I can keep track of that. I'm not a total idiot. Actually, the jury's out on that. Anyway, um, Cody and Connor, um, Cody coming in for his second show. So we had big um, uh, improvements to make. He did the Lee Labrada show last year, um, coached himself for that. And, you know, he's just got a, he's got a really good build for classic physique. Um, you know, he's got really strong legs. Made some big improvements um, around this year. So we started working. We were working towards, I think it was the Lee Labrada again until it was canceled. And then there was some, you know, we kind of went back and forth like, what do we do? What do we do? And ultimately just decided, you know what? Because he'd been working on this since January, basically. He had a bunch of weight to drop. Um, and he stuck with it, and the results are worth it. So, um, you know, he didn't place well, but it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not really worried about that. What I look at, and you can see this if you uh, check him out on Instagram, um, he posted some pictures yesterday of side by side show one versus show two. And the first thing that stands out is, and you know, I, I would love to say like, Oh, you know, his physique was light years ahead. Holy, it doesn't even look like the same person. He's made significant improvements for sure. But the first thing that stands out to me, and I will take minimal credit for this. I gave him a little pointers here and there, but he just crushed it on his own more than anything else was posing practice. Like his posing looks so much better. It's crazy. Um, really, really good. And that that's on him. So I don't, I don't take credit for that. I'll take 5% of the credit. He did, he did most of the work on that. He was really, really practicing hard and it shows, I mean, his posing has really improved big improvements in his physique as well. Um, conditioning, uh, through some parts was fairly equal to what he brought before. And then some parts a lot stronger. Um, so anyway, um, we, we know what the agenda is, you know, he came in, relatively light um, as far as weight is concerned. Um, so the goal is pack on some size. So we know that. Um, and then Connor, um, you know, first show, uh, classic physique also. Uh, you know, it, it, it's tricky when you come into a, an NPC show as a natural. Um, you have to know what you're up against. Um, so there will be some other naturals there, but you know, NPC is the haven of, you know, those who go to those shows because they aren't drug tested. So uh, you got to know what you're up against there. So, um, for Connor, it was all perspective, like, okay, cool. You know, we're looking to do this. We want to have a good experience. We're going to, you know, go in, get some stage experience, see what the show, uh, the whole show process is like. And Top to bottom, it was it was a good experience. Clearly, I mean, I was really really happy with um, first of all all the work that he put in leading into it. Um, just so so regimented, determined, disciplined. Um, and, you know, he he's a he's a cadet. So 
I'm not, I'm not surprised. Um, but just work ethic is like second to none. Um, and so we know we want to put on some size. He really brought some great conditioning though. Really good separation all around. His posing was good too. So, um, I'm really happy with that. So now it's, it's growth season for him. We're going to start working on that now. His check-in is today. So we plugged in some, um, some post-show revisions for him. Uh, and that was, I sent those over, Friday last week before the show actually happened, you know, that's how he is. Cause you know, we're, we're checking in, we're six weeks out and he's saying, okay, here's my plan post show for a week. I'm, I'm thinking something like this. And then for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be like this. I'm like, dude, we're six weeks out. But I mean, it, it shows like that kind of mindset is what it takes. And then also just to be disciplined enough. And I talked to him um, briefly yesterday, we did a phone call and, um, Cause he had plans for like, okay, post show, here's what I'm going to do food wise. And then he's like, yeah, I didn't do that. I just had a salad and then, uh, you know, a little something else. And then woke up the next day, hit my fasted cardio and right back on it. I'm like, dude, you're really failing at this whole, this whole post show binge rebound thing, you know, which is good. It's what you want to fail at. <laughs> but, um, it just, it's really cool working with people like that. So, um, anyway, we, we, we've all got some work to do there. So, um, we kind of know what's on the agenda. So going forward, it's just cool to see shows happening again. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, my life wasn't complete without shows. And you know where I stand on that. I mean, I like to see my clients be able to get up on stage and, you know, they've been working for this for a long time. There's been a lot of uncertainty and it's good to see some shows happening. Um, as for me, Oh, personally, I don't care. I mean, you know, I, I don't need that. I'm, I'm, I'm still hesitant to say that my competitive days are behind me, but you know, they, they very well may be. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't feel the urge to, to get up on stage and prove anything. I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I'm happy with the level of work that I can put in currently. If, if somebody were to say, hey, Darren, you want to jump in prep right now? I'd be like, there's the door. Get out. Shut up. No. Um, it's just like I'm, I'm trying to think of how I would make it happen. And I always tell my clients this. Um, Especially somebody, I had this. Uh, I, I made this note to somebody today. Um, if anybody's struggling to get all their cardio sessions in, I, I will tell them and I'll say, let's just say hypothetically that I doubled all your cardio right now um, because you know, like, oh, we need to make a big push. Okay, we need more cardio right now. This is the time for it. Cool. How would you do it? How would you get it in? How would you reorganize your schedule? And you force people into an extreme situation like that, hypothetical situation, uh, to help them become more efficient. Just think like, you know, we need to find some time from somewhere. Where's it going to come from? What are you going to sacrifice? Are you going to get up earlier? Are you going to shuffle some things around? Are you going to do this at this other time instead? You know, your, your time constraints, your, your, the demands on your time just increased significantly. How are you going to accommodate that? If somebody said, Hey, Darren, we want you to go from doing 30 minutes of cardio a day, which is what I'm doing right now. Realistically, it's, it's walking my dogs, but it's 30 minutes. And you know, we live in a very hilly neighborhood. We're going at a decently brisk pace. And I've joked on here before. It's like, yeah, you know, it's not like I've got, you know, pit bulls that I have to jog around the neighborhood or anything like that. But still, when you've got the kind of inclines that we have going through this neighborhood, even if you're just going at a brisk walk, which is what we do, by the end, you know, I'm not busting a sweat or anything, but I'm huffing and puffing a little bit. So I'm giving myself a little freedom to say that that's cardio. But also, if I was in prep, I would not count that as cardio. It's just not hard enough for that. So, but it's a it's a commitment right now. It's 30 minutes a day, every single day, rain or shine, to find some time to do it. Um, and if it was going to be, okay, we need to go from 30 minutes of cardio a day and we're going to add 30 more minutes, five days a week. Where's that time coming from? I'd be like, I don't have it. 
I don't have it. And so for, for me, that means, well, then I, I can't do a cut right now. I can't go into a deficit and try to lean out right now. It's just not the right time for it. Um, I have my hands in too many other things and, you know, I can commit to training. I can commit to following a diet. I can commit to a 30 minute walk a day. I, I can't commit to cardio beyond that. I simply can't right now. So that's, that's a decision that you make. And so that's one thing that I take into consideration when I'm working with people as well. Somebody's like, I want to lean out, but I can only do cardio maybe two or three times a week. I'm like, well then let's focus on something else. Cause now is not the time for it. And if that's always going to be the case, like you'll never have time for more cardio than that. We need to, we need to um, really look into that schedule and find the time because it's there. We, we can do it. Um, if that's the, the permanent state of affairs, we, we can find a way to make it work. Uh, always can. Always can. It's a question of you're going to have to decide that it's more important than some other things. Um, but we can certainly do that. It's a possibility at least. So um, what have I been up to um, since June, what did I say, 19th? something like that. Um, well, I had an anniversary on the 27th, June 27th, five years. Thank you. Um, my wife had a birthday the following week. We've been quarantined. My, uh, let's see, what have we done? What have we done? So, oh, well, there's been a lot actually I'm trying to think of like all the times that I've left the house in the past six weeks have been for what? So, um, I go to clean eats every Tuesday to pick up my meals for the week. There's that. That's one excursion. Um, and actually my wife made that trip for me if you, cause she has to run an errand in that part of town fairly frequently. So sometimes she'd go and pick that up for me. So sometimes I didn't even have to do that. I've been doing a couple small projects. So I've had to make occasional trips to Lowe's or home Depot, which kind of feels like, you know, um, I'm doing a, a supply run into town on the walking dead or something like that. It's just a little, like, okay, cool. What are we going to run into this time? We'll see. Um, am I gonna have to kill any zombies? <laughs> Um, and other than that, I haven't done much. So, uh, no, like we're, we're not going out and eating at restaurants and I know a lot of people are, and you know, that's totally cool. It's just not something that we feel like we need to do. Um, and plus my wife is going back to school. She's back in school now. You know, she's a teacher. Um, she's back in school now. It's been in service all week. She has kids on Monday in class on Monday. So we figure she's going to be at high enough risk doing that. Um, we don't need to compound that by doing other things. You know, she doesn't need to expose herself in other ways and then put all the kids at risk. She's also a special area teacher. So she sees the entire school. She's not a classroom teacher where it's the same 20 to 35 students every day or anything like that. Um, which still that's, that's a lot, but you, you are somewhat, you have relatively lower exposure at that rate. She sees the whole school over the course of a week and a half, you know, almost 300 kids. So, um, that is uh, a little bit of a different kind of challenge. So, you know, we're, we're limiting our exposure and our risk in other ways. And honestly, we're fine with that. We don't feel like we're missing out on much. You know, we'll, we'll have, you know, we'll do takeout every now and then something like that. That's, that's fine. We're comfortable doing that. It's just going and sitting out somewhere and having a social experience out in public right now. I mean, we're introverts, so we don't really care. I mean, do I miss it? I don't know. I miss the food. I don't miss going out and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a big efficiency guy. So I hate it. That, that moment at the end of a meal where you're like, where's the server? Can I just get the damn check, please? Wait, 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 wait. It's like, I don't miss that. <laughs> so in some ways like being forced to do takeout is better, but anyway, it's, uh, it's fine. I'm not complaining. Just haven't really left the house much at all, except for, um, you know, this whole album situation that's going on still. 
Um, so there are updates on that front. We've had to do some photo shoots. Um, we worked with a stylist, actually, if you can imagine that. I'm like, help me shop. What do I buy? I don't know. Help me, help make me look cool. Now, that applied to the um, album photo shoot only. And uh, when it comes to like uh, videos that I post in Instagram or on YouTube, I still will be looking very uncool. Don't worry, that will not change. I don't think that can change. Um, but we did three photo shoots, actually. So we did one with my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, as the photographer. Um, and he's one of those guys, he would not call himself a photographer, but he, he knows how to work a camera. Um, and he's, he's got some great equipment as well. So we went down to um, the house where they grew up, um, which is currently... Um, no one's living there right now. Their, their parents' house. Nobody's living there, though. Um, but we went there. We set up. We did some photos out there just because it's a special location. And it kind of ties in thematically with the album. So we wanted to do some stuff there. Got some really cool shots. Um, we did a shoot here at the Tennessee Theater, which is a historic theater downtown. You know, it's one of those places where, you know, they, what they say? They've had to refund half a million dollars in ticket sales from canceled shows. So they're like, how else can we make some money? Well, let's open it up to the public and let them book photo shoot sessions here because, you know, typically you'll take pictures in the Tennessee theater and it's like, Oh, here I am. And then there's 400 people behind me as well. You know? And so to go in there and be the only people in there was kind of cool. Like it was us, two employees of the theater, the photographer and a guy who was there from the local news, uh, crew as well, because we were the first shoot that was scheduled. And so he wanted, and so you can actually look, there's a article online that has some pictures and video of us, uh, on, on there, which that was a lot of fun. That was a cool shoot. Um, it was not thematically appropriate for the album, but we've got some cool shoots that are in a little bit more of a formal setting that we can use for later stuff going forward, which is nice. Um, and then we did our official photo shoot with, um, local photographer named Mallory Bertrand, um, who had this location that she'd found and that, well, she didn't find it, but this location that she knew of. And we saw it in one of her photos and we're like there, we need to go there. Where is that? It's about an hour out of town. It's a place called Indian cave. Um, and it is super cool. So you'll see those like it's it's featured in the album artwork. Um, we did uh, about an hour, hour and a half shoot out there um, with, a, with a couple different settings. And she was great to work with. Um, really good experience. Got some super, super freaking cool shots there. Um, so basically where it stands is, you know, the music's been done for a while. It's just all this other stuff. So we've had to, you know, um, get the final masters, you know, get the artwork done. We had to get photos done. So now that has to be incorporated into the artwork as well, because, um, the front cover is done and that's all we need for a streaming release. And so actually, um, the music's, um, up on Spotify, Google play, iTunes, Apple music, Pandora right now. You just can't listen to it cause it's not released, but I've uploaded it all. It, it's there. It's done. So it will be available available next Thursday, August 13th is when it releases. So, um, follow me on Instagram and I will certainly be spamming the shit out of that. So if you get sick of that kind of stuff, I'm sorry. Unfollow me is not going to stop. Um, because we busted our asses on that and yeah, I'm going to share it. So you're, you're going to get real sick of it. I'm sorry, but not sorry at the same time. Um, so uh, currently, uh, we are waiting on the uh, the graphic designer to come back with the rest of the uh, the. It's called the digipack, like the little physical thing that you open up and has a CD in it. So we're going to do a, a run of of discs as well. Um, those will be available for purchase on the website. Um, 
anything that you order from there, um, I will actually hand ship out myself. So um, there will be a little bit of a personal touch involved. So if you want a physical disc, you can certainly do that. It's Sketch Eclectic. Dot com. You can click on music and view all the details on the album there and pre-order a CD. I don't know when they will be available yet, so the streaming release is on August 13th. The physical discs will follow whenever they follow, which will be a little bit later, maybe one to two weeks, something like that. So um, we're excited for that. Um, beyond stoke there's so much work to do for it, which is really the you know I knew that, but it's all the little stuff like. You upload a streaming release and you use this. There are services that do that. So you don't have to like upload your music to Spotify, upload it here, upload it there. Use a service like, you know, DistroKid is what I used. It's a music distribution service. So you sign up with them, you upload your music to them. They send it out to all the online stores and streaming services. Um, so, but then from there, it's like, okay, well, it's on Spotify. Great. Now I have to go claim our artist profile on Spotify. I have to upload photos to that. I have to write a bio, et cetera, all this stuff. Um, same thing for iTunes, Apple Music, same thing for Pandora. A lot of that stuff you can't do until you actually have music that's up there and live. With Spotify, at least, I've claimed our profile. I've uploaded some photos. I have a bio written. None of it's visible yet, but you know, it's up there, hidden, just waiting for the music to come out. So there's something to attach to it. Um, I pitched a, a song to Spotify editors for inclusion in playlists. Okay, that, that was a process. You have to upload lyrics for everything. You don't have to, but it makes your lyrics searchable. And then if somebody wants to like add one of your songs to an Instagram story, they can do synced lyrics. You've all seen that on Instagram stories where there's music playing and it has the lyrics that show up on screen. Well, that only works because... Um, the the artist or the label or whoever is managing the release for me it's it, it's all me I'm all of those um, has to go in and type up all the lyrics upload them and then do this very tedious process of manually syncing the lyrics to the music um, I've started that process actually this morning I'm going to continue that throughout the whole day um, not the whole day I mean you know you basically you listen to the song and you just you know hold down a key to signify the start and the stop of a line but you can't do it. You can't fast forward through it. Like you've got to listen to the song in real time and go through and do it. So it'll take about an hour to do that whole process. Um, but that's uh, that's another thing that's uh, just one more thing to do. Um, and then it's just coordinating with all these people, coordinating with photographers, with a stylist, with a graphic designer, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just like, man, I got a lot of stuff involved in this. And that's not to mention like actually making the music too. So Anyway, all that's been going on. I've been continuing with, with training and dieting as well, which is actually going really well. The home gym has continued to evolve a little bit. Um, so I've got the squat rack. And so what I did here, let me, let me kind of rewind and give you a little history of the home gym here. And so this might help if you're, if you're looking for some kind of guidance on, you know, setting up your own home, home gym. And I realize it's kind of late in the pandemic for this conversation, but I know there's a lot of people self-included who just doesn't feel like going back to the gym. And if we can make it work at home, great. It's more convenient that way. Awesome. So, um, what I'm looking to do is try to compromise as little as possible. I have some space to work with, it's a finite amount of space and I have, you know, uh, uh, an okay budget to work with. So I, I can, I can make a couple purchases here and be okay with that. So, um, it started off, I had just bands, right. And then I'm like, I'm constantly on the lookout. Like, okay, I need some stuff. I need some dumbbells. I need some plates. You know, I need a barbell. I need a rack. That's what I really need. I've got space for all that stuff. We can make that work. So I looked into some Facebook marketplace finds, um, which was, you know, a set of Bowflex select tech dumbbells, the ones that go from 10 pounds up to 90 in five pound increments, 
with a stand for them and with an adjustable incline bench. That was a coup. Uh, I paid a fair bit for it, but it was a fair price. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with that. That was a solid investment. I'm happy with that. They have worked out amazingly well. It's really good. Takes up, you know, the selectorized dumbbells for a home gym is the only way to go as far as I'm concerned, just because the space savings is fantastic. Um, you, you don't have a whole dumbbell rack. It's awesome. It's super, super cool. So, um, and then, uh, I did find a, a high quality barbell online. Um, client of mine, Jake pointed me cause he, he had some, he had eyes on a few different things and he's like, if you need a barbell, here's one limited stock, jump on it. And so I did, it was expensive, but it's a really nice barbell. So, um, little did I know I didn't really need it because then I found another Facebook marketplace find that was a dude who had about 450 pounds worth of plates, um, and two Olympic bars and an easy curl bar and a gold's gym bench station that featured a leg extension, a leg curl attachment built onto it as well. That whole thing was like 400 bucks. And I'm like, well, the four, the plates alone are worth that. And then all the other stuff, great. I don't need the extra Olympic bars, you know, since I have a nice one already. So I've got two extra Olympic bars if anybody wants one. Um, you have to come to Knoxville to pick it up. Um, and it's best if I don't have to see or talk to anybody as well. So, <laughs> you know, introvert. So, um, the easy curl bar was great, but the, honestly, the bench leg extension, leg curl thing is where the real value came from. I mean, obviously you need the plates too, but, um, so it's all, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you've got the bench with the, um, rack to support the bar, but the bench inclines. So you can do flat bench, you can do incline bench on this thing, and then you can do a leg extension, you can do a standing leg curl or a lying leg curl on this thing. So I'm like, cool, all right. But now it's like, well, I don't really have space for all that stuff and the squat rack that I built as well. And so I'm like trying to figure out the best way to use this stuff. I had built, um, well, I had purchased one of those pulley attachments for the squat rack as well, which features a, a pulley, a loading pin, a cable. And then I had some um, assorted handles. Like I've got a, a wide grip mag bar, pull down handle. I've got uh, a V bar, a rope, close grip handle. Um, so I could do some vertical pulls and like face pulls and stuff like that. I tried to work out how to... Um, using what I know about physics to work in a low cable as well. So I could do some seated rows, some standing cable curls. It didn't work. The, the pulleys that I had were super low quality. Um, and so you, you really need like the, the plastic, uh, wheel pulleys, um, like, like what you see in gym equipment, the metal kind, like you can buy these on Amazon really, really easily. The metal pulleys, they just suck. There's just the, the friction doesn't work. The pulleys don't move. They don't slide. So there's a certain type of pulley that you need for that. And they're, they're hard to find also. Like I haven't been able to find those plastic pulleys for separate purchase. So, um, or at least, you know, they don't have a hanging mechanism on them, which is the other trick. Um, so you can't just like put them on a hook and run them somewhere or anything like that. Like they have to be installed somewhere. So there's some challenges there for sure. Um, so I, I never got the low pulley set up. The high pulley works and works great. Um, and so what I did, I I'm like I had this Gold's Gym bench. I'm like, I don't really need this whole thing. Like I, I can do a bench in the rack, although... In my squat rack, um, what I had done is I used um, as uh, little pegs to hold the bar in place, like for when I squat, just one inch galvanized uh, pipe. And so I drilled a hole in the squat rack and then I pounded this pipe into that hole with a sledgehammer. Um, so, you know, it's, it's in there. It's secure, but it's also in a fixed position. It's not adjustable. Um, but I'm like, well, I, I'm, I squat. I'm the only one who squats in this rack. I'm always going to be the same height, hopefully, so I don't really need it to adjust. 
And that's all well and good until um, until it comes to bench. And then you're like, well, now I need some adjustable pegs because um, I might want to do flat bench. I might want to do incline bench. I might want to do just a, a barbell shoulder press seated as opposed to standing. So you're going to need um, a, a bar holder at various heights. So what I did was I took the Gold's Gym bench and I took the whole thing apart. And so two of the members, they were the vertical members. And so they, this thing did have little adjustable hooks to put in at different heights. And so what I did is I bolted those pieces onto the front of my squat rack. And uh, now I could just place my bench out there, my adjustable bench, um, and set it to flat incline and then move these things up and down. So um, I've got the ability to do flat bench, incline bench, seated um, uh, barbell shoulder press or anything like that using the squat rack as well. So now it's like, okay, great. I don't need that part of the Gold's Gym bench. So now I've reduced it to just the the actual bench thing with the leg extension. So this thing now, it's gone from being this big unwieldy thing to like, okay, well, this is a little piece that I can pick up and throw over in the corner or something like that. So I built a little attachment so that I could still attach that bench with a leg extension, leg curl attachment um, onto my squat rack and secure it there. So, and then when I'm done with it, I unbolt it, I move it out, out of the way. It's, a, it's a, literally a 15 second process. It's really easy. So, um, so that's cool. So what that means is, you know, like when it's in use, it takes up a lot of space, um, cause it sticks out from the squat rack and suddenly it's like, okay, my car cannot fit in the garage anymore. That's the other thing. That's the other degree of difficulty is I still want to be able to park in there. Um, so now when I'm not using it, I just unbolt it and I can just like shove it inside the rack or move it somewhere else. There's plenty of space for that. So, um, so that worked really well. And that was a setup for a while. I also got a landmine, like for 30 bucks, I got a landmine attachment, just the kind where, you know, you put a couple of plates on the ground and you stick this thing in there and then you can plug a barbell into it and you can do T-bar rows or landmine squats or anything like that. So really nice, um, extra piece of versatile equipment. Love that. And then, uh, I, I started thinking like, I wonder if I can make it work. Like, I think I can squeeze another piece of equipment in here. And so what I found um, online and purchased was a lat pull-down seated row station. Um, so I could do vertical pulls from the uh, squat rack using the pulley thing in there. But that loading pin, you know, you've got these plates are just like swinging around in front of you. Um, you've, you know, they can certainly, you know, hit you in the junk or something like that. I've been hitting the chest with it a couple times because um, it's just this, you know, this loading pin, these plates, you're, you're raising them up into the ground. They're swinging around. Um, and it, it kind of forces you to stay a little further away from it so you don't get smacked. So you have to adjust your angles. It just makes you think about other stuff. And it's it, it's just not quite, you know, the, the movement isn't quite as nice, et cetera. And it's vertical only. You can't do a seated row or anything like that. So I thought there'd be some value in adding a lat pull-down seated row station as well. So I got that and it showed up. It's good. It's not perfect, but it's good. It's definitely a, a big step in the right direction. The low pulley works great on it so I can do seated rows. I did some cable curls the other day and it was the first time I sat down. I had some seated rows. I loaded that thing up with way more weight than I thought I was going to. Um, and it just felt great. Like the motion on this machine is fantastic. Really good. Really good. So that felt like a good addition. Um, and so now I'm still looking for other things like, you know, I can't fit, even if I could find an affordably priced leg press or hack squat, I can't fit one in there. I just don't have the space for that. So, um, I'm looking at options. Um, there, there is a, uh, a leg press attachment for a squat rack that I've seen, which I, I don't necessarily, 
trust that that thing's going to work very well. There's some logistical issues with that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But that's the, the status on the, the home gym currently. So I've got the ability to do most everything that I need to. I would love the ability. I would love to have a, you know, a leg press or a hack squat or something like that. Um, client, uh, Kevin, shout out uh, to, to Kevin. He sent me a video yesterday. He's like, here's my landmine belt squat. What do you think? And I'm like, dude, this is genius. I freaking love it. So he's got like a barbell plugged into a landmine. Um, and then the other end of it is supported by a J hook on his squat rack. So it's up, you know, about, about two and a half feet off the ground. Um, so one end of the barbell down on the ground in the landmine, the other end sticking up and ready for you to like walk up to and grab it basically. And so he put a couple of boxes, um, up there so that he can stand on those, um, hook his belt around the end of the barbell. The only issue was he had a little spring clip on there and that was the only thing holding the, the chain from the belt, um, and keeping it from sliding off the end of it. But he had some plates thrown on there. Um, and he was getting some good depth on a belt squat. I'm like, that is money. I love it. So we kind of went back and forth a little bit on the best way, like a couple of ways that we could modify that to make it a little bit more secure, um, how to adjust the programming for that as well. So it was, it was just really cool to see that. I love seeing a, a, a smart mind at work. And especially when it's something like that never would have occurred to me. I love that. So now I'm like, I got to build a couple boxes. That's the only thing I'm missing to be able to pull that off. So, um, that'll, uh, boxes. I'm like, great. Something else to store. So of course they have to be multifunction boxes. I will probably build them as storage boxes realistically. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at currently. So, um, anyway, that's, that's it. I just wanted to come back today and just say, Hey to everybody, I miss y'all. And, uh, we're back. We're back. So, um, we'll probably do something on Monday. Having said that now I've committed to it, so I got to make it happen. So, uh, it's, it's up to you. So give me something to talk about. Um, cause I don't have anything on my agenda. We'll see what happens over the week, uh, weekend. Um, I'm also going to start saving, um, client questions from check-ins like, and just, I'm going to start going over those anonymously. And, um, just because my clients ask some good questions that go a little bit more in depth and I just answer them, but I don't save them. I'm going to start saving them so we can go over those as well. But I want to hear yours as well. So, um, give me a call, um, leave a voicemail here, 865-518-2974. I appreciate everybody sticking with me through the hiatus. Um, once again, the website, fivestarphysique.com, um, the dropset.com for the podcast, the phone numbers right on there and the band also, um, sketch eclectic.com. You can also find us on Facebook, sketch eclectic or on instagram sketch eclectic band um so if you want to give us a follow there certainly be appreciated that we got six days until this album comes out really excited for this i can't wait for people to hear it i was listening to it in the car the other day and um i was just driving around and i just was like i am really fucking proud of this like I am really, really happy with it. I just hope to God somebody else gets something out of it too. So that's, that's, that's the current fear. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I'll catch back up with you on Monday.